3: Sans Pants Radio.
4: Ghost blood.
3: Hey, what's back, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched Rambo, The Force of Freedom, with Joel Doucher from Sans Pants Radio. Joel uses he, him pronouns, and he's also on the Sans Pants Radio network. You can hear me guesting on a bunch of Sans Pants shows this week. I was on the video game review podcast Thumb Cramps. I did an episode of Shut Up a Second and an episode of Plumbing the Death Star where we talked about which fast food mascot would make the best Avenger. So you can hear all three of those episodes as well as other episodes of this show at sanspantsradio.com. Thanks for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm here if you need to talk.
4: Anywhere and everywhere, the savage forces of General Warhawk threaten the peace-loving people of the world...
3: I'm excited to have you on the show this week talking about Rambo, the force of freedom. Yeah, uh,
4: a very ill-conceived animated series based on a very depressing action film. It's wild. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's the weird thing. I had never seen First Blood before I watched it in preparation for doing this episode of the podcast because I felt like I should have some knowledge of Rambo, and I thought that it was like a diehard movie. Like I did not think that it was what it was, which was like a real deconstruction of like police brutality and the way that we treat veterans coming back from war and not dealing with PTSD and like, you know, violence beginning violence and all of these things that like are not a part of most of action movies that I've seen. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's really strange. And yeah, like the, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the original ending of the book and what was filmed and not included in the film for obvious reasons is the original ending of First Blood, he commits suicide. Right. So it's meant to be like a real dark, he never really came home from war. This was his life. He realized that he was a prisoner of war still basically in his own head. But yeah, uh, instead they went with a new ending where he just gets taken off with a commander and then- First Blood Part 2 is closer in tone to what you just described, where there's two elements that make up Rambo in First Blood, which is, he's the best at what he does, and the second element is, but that has fucked him up forever, and he is just like a broken man. Right. Um, and the cartoon seems to focus more on the latter as well, which is, he's real good at everything.
3: I mean, I think it would have been kind of incredible if he had killed himself in the first movie, and then they still made sequels, like Ghost <laughs> Rambo. That sounds pretty badass, honestly. <laughs> Get Sylvester Stallone on the phone. We've got a great pitch. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the sixth one. You know, he says this is last blood, but really next one is ghost blood. <laughs> this was the first children's animated series based off an R-rated film um, to be preceded by RoboCop and RoboCop Alpha Commando. Can you think of anything else? That might be Um, it. I can't
4: think of anything like specifically like uh, an animated series, but I know that we like this kind of started the precedent for like R rated films also having like kids toy lines.
1: Oh,
3: absolutely.
4: I was born in 91 and I remember like I had like a Terminator action figure and stuff like that. And those films were in Australia weren't rated R, but everywhere else definitely. Right. Were. Right. Australia has a crazy rating system. We are far more chill with so many things.
3: <laughs> now, Terminator absolutely deserved an animated series, by the way. How did that never happen?
4: yeah i'm shocked i guess because Terminator, i reckon if terminator 2 hadn't have had the tone that it did oh. they would have probably just made an animated series that pretty much fit what terminator 2 did anyway
3: yeah sure arnold definitely wouldn't have voiced the i mean that's why you can't do it is because arnold would not have come back and you can't like just have somebody do a bad impression of arnold like they did with stallone here
4: the <laughs> the stallone in this one fake stallone uh He talks way more as Rambo than any like actual Stallone voiced Rambo talks. And he has like witty one-liners and just a lot of really strange dialogue in this, uh, the episode that we watched.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the really funny thing is that that first movie, he doesn't really talk at all. He has like, five lines at the beginning he doesn't talk the rest of the movie cuz he's by himself and at the end he has like a really impassioned monologue and then here the entire time he's like yeah hey johnny you got to get off the smack kid cuz that smack's gonna smack you good <laughs> and it's like okay what what are you doing that's not like a sliced alone impression you're just being a guy all right you're like an action hero guy cool
4: Oh man, there was so much to love about this. it, like about this cartoon. Like, I'm glad that I didn't see it when I was a child because I would have become obsessed. <laughs> it gave me vibes really similar to like the Action Man animated series.
3: Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is that like a GI Joe deal?
4: Action Man. I don't know where it's based. It might be actually a Canadian thing, but yeah, it's kind of like GI Joe. Um, it's kind of imagine like GI Joe crossed with like. It almost has, like, some of the story beats of Inspector Gadget as well. Where (laughs) I mean, Action Man is just, like, a standard action hero, but the villain thing is pretty similar to Claw in Inspector Gadget. I feel like it might be Canadian, but I only remember it as a child, so I honestly can't pick accents or anything like that from my memory.
3: Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if Action Man was produced by the same people that made this, because this was made by Ruby and Spears. They were, like, the animation studio in the 80s, aside from Hanna-Barbera. They made Rubik the Amazing Cube, Turbo Teen, the Mork and Mindy animated series, which I didn't know existed. Hell yeah. Um, Mr. T, Laser Attack Academy, Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, Police Academy, the series, and Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> so they really did it. They really just made this podcast what it is, honestly. That
4: rules. I just had a look at it. Yeah, Action Man's from the mid-90s. There was only 26 episodes, which is weird. I remember watching it for way longer than that. Oh, a country of origin, United States. Okay, weird. It's just like a lot of the the stuff that reminded me more of that is just like still aren't like Rambo, just like cra- everyone crazy muscular.
3: Oh yeah, the muscles in this are off the hook. Like <laughs> 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 it's weird because Rambo. So Rambo in this, I don't know if this is supposed to be set before the original Rambo or afterwards or out of continuity. I guess probably before. <laughs>
4: um, I. So I did I did like a little bit of research because I was aware of this series, but I hadn't seen any of it. Sure. Apparently it's set in between two and three.
3: Okay. <laughs> because I was just thinking like, what is more wild if this was his adventures before First Blood and this was what traumatized <laughs> him? Or if after First Blood, he was like oh, I think I'm going to like make some more friends and go out and help kids get off drugs and stuff. And it's like, all right, Rambo, what are you? (laughs) I guess the US government's just going to forgive everything that he did and let him fly a helicopter with a rocket launcher over a high school. Cool, that's fine.
4: (laughs) Well, yeah, and his buggy that he rocks up in suburbia in this, he just like pulls up to a suburban house and there's like a huge machine gun on the front. Yeah,
3: of like an armored Jeep. Like,
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is apparently set in between two and three, but they weren't allowed to reference. Uh, they brought in a child psychologist to figure out if they should reference the f- like the Rambo movies or not, like if children would react badly to finding out Rambo has PTSD. Right, basically. right. Uh, the psychologist said yes. The writers <laughs> of the show said no, and I think there's like a weird middle ground
3: for that. That would be a really weird episode of this show because like this one is a PSA episode, the one that we watched. It is like get kids off yeah. drugs, and the main character like Johnny the Kid is addicted to crack. And it's like, what if they did an episode about PTSD? That would have been really traumatizing, I think.
4: Yeah, I feel like that there's definitely been cartoons that have led into, like, the horrors of war before, but, like, they disguise it as other things. So they might have been. Maybe this opened the way for that. Maybe this is actually a very influential cartoon.
3: Um, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a
4: masterpiece. I've come around to it. (laughs)
3: Despite the fact that I had never seen anything about this cartoon except for the intro, which I would just watch and be like, this looks like a fucking show. This looks like a cynical cartoons episode (laughs) waiting to happen for just years. And finally, the pieces fell into place with Rambo Last Blood coming out this week.
4: Did you really enjoy the fact that this episode featured a suiting up scene that is in the opening credits of this? I did
3: really love that. I feel like that happens every week. It has to. (laughs) They just want to reuse that animation because it's the best animation in the whole show of like just his rippling biceps (laughs) and fucking his arms all veinies. He's like tying his shoes and you're like, man, somebody animated this very lovingly. (laughs) Like,
4: Yeah, I can imagine that animator just having, like, a framed photo of Sylvester Stallone with just, like, a heart drawn on on it in lipstick. Right. Just, like, looking at that whilst animating this opening.
3: They're, like, sitting in the bathtub with, like, a a glass of white wine and just, like, drawing. (laughs) (laughs) The big
4: rippling muscles. Um, They didn't even ask to get paid for that animation. They just did it for the love of the game. Yeah.
3: So basically rambo i guess after first blood and again i haven't seen two or three so after all of that just goes out and makes new friends gets close in with the military again all the ptsd stuff is gone and now he goes around on adventures he fights robots and an evil (laughs) general named general warhawk and a man named mad dog and drug dealers
4: yeah it's it's a big day for Rambo. um so just, are you familiar with the plots of the film? Just so you can understand kind of how they got him back to here for the cartoon.
3: I don't really know what two is about. I know that he goes back to Vietnam, right. To like find some POWs.
4: It's basically Vietnam war part two, but, uh, this time there's just one guy, but yeah, the general that like talks him out of the attack at the end of first blood, he almost becomes like, so like the government approached that general and they're like, we need Rambo. And he's like, I'll get him on the case. Oh, he's the Nick
3: Fury of this franchise. Okay.
4: Yeah, basically.
3: Well, so what I really love about this show is it's very like G.I. Joe in its makings. Like he has a lot of friends and they all have sort of their specialty. One of them is really good at throwing the pig skin. One of them is like a karate expert. And they're all super buff, too. Like you were talking about him being buff in this. But like he goes and visits his friend, parks his armored Jeep on the front lawn or whatever. And his friend is also just like a big buff dude. And they're like, Hey buddy. And they're like doing head butts or whatever. It's like, Oh, this is, it's nice to see Rambo happy for once. That's the important thing. I think. <laughs> yeah.
4: He's just happy to visit his old friend. Yeah, because, like, all of the adult characters are, like, super ripped. And all of the teenage boys look exactly the same and are, like, kind of, like, hunched over, really thin, have the same weird dumb hair. Well, yeah,
3: because they're they're all addicted to crack. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, every single one of them. But it's, it's also a weird thing where, like, all of the kids' ages are so ambiguous because you have... The kid kids, which are like eight and nine, his friend has three kids. And one of them, Johnny, is supposed to be like 16, I guess, and sounds like a 16-year-old. But then later on, you have like Johnny's friend from high school who looks like a 45-year-old but sounds like a (laughs) 12-year-old. He looks like fucking Patrick Wilson in Watchmen. And you're like, what are you doing in this high school, dude?
4: (laughs) I like that the high schooler pictured in this episode has their drug dealer. Like... There is a drug dealer that the whole school goes to, but he's just like a student at the school. And he's just like, yeah, come see me at football practice, buy drugs.
3: Right, exactly. He's got flyers up in the hallways. It's like, hey, buy drugs. Here's my phone number. (laughs) Rambo's like, how am I going to find him?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says in the introduction uh, that I think it's the introduction or maybe it was something I read. But Kat is meant to be like a master of disguise. Mm -hmm. But in this, she's literally just dressed. She's just wearing like a cheerleader jumper. And she doesn't infiltrate anything. She asks to go with a guy to see the like, so she speaks to the drug dealer to go to the supplier and the supplier, the drug dealer is like, no, you can't come with me. And that's her role in the episode. Yeah.
3: (laughs) To be a 35 year old dressed like a high school cheerleader and convince a high schooler that she wants. It's like there must have been an easier way to do this than to buy a cheerleading uniform. Like what?
4: Well, in the episode the supplier rocks up in a black limousine and parks outside the school and the drug dealer walks up
3: to the car to then get a resupply. Surely you could just watch that guy. This show's really weird. I don't think like this was a standard episode, but a lot of things really surprised me. Like they have so much access to military technology and equipment in the show. They're just constantly <laughs> driving around like billions of dollars of like tanks and helicopters. And they have like all these crazy weapons and it's like you're like in civilian space. He at one point <laughs> they're giving chase to a bunch of drug dealers and, and Rambo pulls out a rocket launcher and instead of shooting the car because yes. it's a children's cartoon and it's full of teenagers, he shoots a sign with a fish on it over a restaurant, yeah. Which falls in front of the car, which falls into a lake. And you're like, Well, <laughs> was that like a non exploding <laughs> rocket? What the fuck did you just shoot at that sign, dude? And
4: it escalates really quickly, like Johnny, the teenager who's addicted to cocaine, crack cocaine. They make that very right. clear. It was also weird hearing a kid's cartoon say cocaine. It was a lot where it took me aback because like the first like five minutes, I was like, oh no, okay, this feels normal. And then Johnny owes drug dealers money, I guess, but it's never really explicitly said.
3: I mean, that's that's the really funny thing about watching all of these like kids' drug PSAs is like... I watched like a like a Flintstones one. It was like Flintstones kids. All the Flintstones are six years old, and and Wilma almost smokes weed, and she's like, "I don't want any of that <laughs> marijuana." And you're like, "Isn't this like six thousand BC? Like, what the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> that the six year old doesn't want marijuana, and she's a Flintstones character. What's happening? Ah, uh, that rolls. But yeah,
4: so. Yeah, I was like following a fine, I was like, Oh yeah, sweet, drug dealers like ran this kid off his bike. And I was like, That's pretty on par for like children's cartoons. Sure. Like a guy crashing his bike. But yeah, and then all of a sudden they come back with a shotgun. And I was like, Wait, what? What <laughs> what's going on? And yeah, then Rambo pulls out a bazooka. Then the very next scene they go back to the house and he instantly overdoses. Right,
3: exactly. <laughs> Well, because I guess that Johnny decides after his whole run in with the drug dealers and not wanting to like deal with the fallout of that, he instead decides to do some crack cocaine um, <laughs> as you do. And I guess that the episode is like trying to deal with that. Like the episode is trying to deal with like when life gets hard, you can't just turn to drugs. <laughs> it just escalates so quickly <laughs> in such an insane way that you're like, wow, this is really um A lot. This is a lot to deal with. Honestly, getting high in your bedroom at your parents' house and then Rambo comes to talk to you is the most terrifying idea (laughs) (laughs) of all time. (laughs) It'd be like the Terminator coming to talk you out of smoking weed or whatever. You're like, okay, okay, fuck, I won't do it again.
4: I like the idea of putting like R-rated action heroes in PSAs like this, like have Robocop kick down the door and tell me not to have unprotected sex.
3: (laughs) He hands you, like, he, like, dispenses a condom out of his mouth. Hands it to you. There you go, son. Oh, boy. Fucking Robocop. There's got to be some Robocop PSA episodes, and they've got to be fucking sick. They've got to be so good. The movie itself has him, like... I mean, the the second one is about, like, a drug epidemic and, like, a kid drug dealer in Robocop 2. Yeah, Robocop 2 is a wild film. So
4: I love the first one. It's, like, one of my favorite movies, but I'd purposely not seen the sequels up until relatively recently because I heard that they were awful. Sure. But then I also, uh, I, re- I remember reading an article that changed my mind on wanting to watch Robocop 2 because someone was just like, it's a really hateful film. Like, as in like, it's a really angrily made movie. And I was like, <laughs> all right, sign me up. And yeah, it is. Like, it misses the point of the first one. Like, he has no humanity again. But yeah, they've just got like a 10-year-old as the villain. Everyone's awful. It's just horrible. No one's like, the whole city is just even worse than in the first one. Like, everything just sucks. And it's so angry. Like, the whole movie is so aggressive.
3: Yeah, I, I think that it's in wild. hindsight, I enjoy Robocop 2 more than I liked it the first time. Like, I've only seen it once. I have them all on Blu ray. Robocop 2, I remember being really boring, except for some parts that were like cool effects and stuff and some really good jokes. And then Robocop 3, he like busts out a jetpack in the third act. And I'm like, this is all I needed, honestly. Like, this is a good movie now. This is the best (laughs) RoboCop movie. (laughs) It's already one of my favorite Um, movies, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
4: hey, the only way to make RoboCop better is to give him a jet.
2: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
3: back so Rambo, anyway, the, Rambo the the sting of justice or whatever it's called Rambo takes Johnny like he really puts him in harm's way again like this kid has an overdose is ends up in the hospital gets a talk to from Rambo and then is back on the court again like they bring him out there to like do a sting operation on this drug dealer and it's like this kid is 14 and just had an overdose from crack <laughs> a couple days ago like Jesus Christ
4: The show also purposely just like is very vague on what crack actually does Mm. because like Johnny's like real tired. If he's doing crack, he's not sleeping for a very long time.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of the thing about these shows. I think that they should all have like a fake drug in them, you know, just like make up some wacko name for something new. Like whenever it's like this kid smoking marijuana, it never does what weed actually does, you know.
4: But then, like, later on with the football team, they're like, there's no way you could kick that bull that well unless
3: you're on crack. We're all on crack. That's how we're great. No, no. Like- <laughs> they, they said they thought that TD, one of uh, Rambo's buddies, was on PCP. Oh, that's right. And, PCP. And they, they were, like, angry with him when he's like, I don't do PCP. I don't do drugs. Drugs are for losers. And they're like, drugs is the way of the 80s, man. If you're not doing drugs, you're a fucking loser. And they're, like, getting really <laughs> mad at him for not doing PCP. And it's like, what? If he's doing it without yeah. the drugs, then he doesn't need the drugs, stupid.
4: That line about the drugs of the way of the eighties is also so funny. And he's like, Well, that better change if you want to live to the 90s. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> that rocks. I mean the, honestly, this is just begging to be sampled in like somebody's like, you know, whatever remix song or whatever. Like get <laughs> some fucking
4: samples from this. Um well, speaking of samples, the episode ends with a massive chant. The cheerleaders make a new cheer just for Rambo, oh my God. and it's just about saying no to drugs. Then the whole crowd joins in, and then the credits roll. Yeah,
3: I mean that's that's an important thing about all these drug PSA episodes, right? Is that they never end with like an even-handed approach, where it's like I'm not going to do drugs anymore because I had a bad experience with them. It's always like I'm not going to do drugs anymore, and neither should you, and I'm going to make like a like an anti-drug group in my school and and burn all the and it's like. Really goes really intense on it because like it was the 80s in America. It was the war on drugs like Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan would show up and do little videos before all of these PSAs, saying like, if the messages in this cartoon touch you, then talk to your parents about it, you know?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's.
3: it's just so wild. Like
4: watching this and like trying to put like my brain back into like what I would have been if I started as like a seven or eight year old, which is presumably the target audience. Well, maybe a little bit older. Let's say 10 crazy.
3: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Rambo is an, a, a hero for the children. And it's like, what did all these kids watch that original movie? Like, did they, <laughs> because one, it's kind of boring at times Two, It's really traumatizing and really violent. <laughs> He realizes basically (laughs) that the drug dealer that was selling drugs to these teenagers is working for General Warhawk, who is like their main bad guy in the show. So it's really crazy. He like tracks down the drug dealer. He starts interrogating him. And the guy is like, it was like a general or something. He's my supplier. And they're like, General Warhawk. Like they immediately know exactly who he's talking about. (laughs) And it's like, doesn't the show like world travel? Like next week you're going to be in fucking China. So like is General Warhawk going to be there too? Or... Does he follow you or do you follow him? What's going on here?
4: It's also very important to point out that uh, in, in one point, Rambo is like, you're always doing some bad things, General Warhawk, but this one's really crossed the line. He's a terrorist, oh, yeah. Rambo.
3: He <laughs> yeah. is constantly. And so they're they're kind of giving chase to General Warhawk. And I look down at my phone for 10 seconds and then I look up Rambo's like chasing them through this abandoned building. And suddenly there's a man whose chest cavity is open and he has a machine gun inside (laughs) just shooting at Rambo. I'm like, is this like a, is this a man, a fucking robot? What is happening right now in the Rambo cartoon? And
4: yeah, he's (laughs) a robot. That's not explained. Yeah. He just, a dude just walks out. His chest cavity opens. He opens fire. He destroys the staircase.
3: Right. I thought for sure I had missed something, but no, it just happened exactly how I saw it. And I went back and I was like, no, that just happened with no explanation at all. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I love it.
4: I liked that the biggest, like the longest set piece of action in this, like this episode we watched is Rambo realizing that the lift is broken and he has to go up the stairs and then them shooting the wooden staircase and the staircase collapsing and him shooting a bow and arrow (laughs) into the ceiling so it can hang from a roof. But then when they have their later confrontation, like five minutes later, he sh- shoots his helicopter twice and then that's it. And it happens instantly. He doesn't even miss the first time.
3: And and you have to think when things like that happen, like, okay, so this shot is reused in every episode. This shot's reused in every episode. There's a shot where he's going into the abandoned building to follow them. And it's like just like a shot of him busting through a door. And you're like, I'm sure if I watched every episode of the show, I would see that 600 times. It's fucking Because <laughs> it like looks better than everything else in the show. And you're like, okay, you've reused that so many times already. Um, but yeah, like that is the commercial break. Like, oh, Rambo just fell 20 feet off a staircase. Is he going to die? Like, probably not. He's Rambo. And it's not, the episode's not really about that. The episode's about drug dealers. So no. Yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. And like the
4: weird thing about it is it doesn't even really sell the just say no. Cause the overdose is just random and like, there's no real ill effects. Just like he faints and wakes up in hospital. Because a lot of like very special episodes usually get a lot darker than the like series itself to scare children, presumably. This one doesn't really. Oh,
3: you're right. Because Rambo says to the kid, the kid is like, I want to get off, Rambo, but I can't. I need the drugs. And he's like, you can do it, kid. It's going to take a long time and it's going to be really hard. And you, I can't help you. You have to do it for yourself. And he's like, I'm going to try. And then we never see any of that. He's just immediately better in the next scene. Apparently that's like six months later after he's like gotten cleaned up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause like,
4: it's pretty common to have like a, especially like with the very special episodes of like, the sitcoms and stuff like that where like you'll find out that a relative has died or right, right, someone's in hospital and it's really traumatic. But because this is a cartoon and a kid in hospital looks exactly the same as a kid lying on his bed. <laughs> you're just like, Oh yeah, chill. He's fine. He <laughs> was, he was at no, there was no risk of anything bad happening to Johnny. Right,
3: exactly. I mean, that would have been pretty wild if Johnny had died in the line of duty trying to track down this drug dealer with Rambo. Like, <laughs> he's just like, Rambo Like goes out there, guns blazing to avenge him. He's like, revenge is a good thing. <laughs> I'm into this now. No PTSD. <laughs> War rules. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh. <laughs> the light at the start of this is also really, really, really strange, and like kind of took me out of the show for a moment because I was like, "What are you trying to say?" So when Rambo rocks up to his friend's house, name was Chopper or something,
3: yeah, something like uh,
4: that. Who knows? Yeah, some super masculine, not real name, and he asks where his wife is, and it's kind of implied that she's just left him. Which is right. I think I think that
3: that's supposed to be the motivation for Johnny going to the drugs yeah that he's yeah that his mom left but
4: but they don't really because they say that like he's like his mom mom is like off helping his auntie give birth or is like something about her being with the auntie or something like that but it's just like a real hand wavy thing and you get no like no one says anything about it no one's like i miss mom or anything like that they're just like yeah (laughs) Anyway, crack cocaine
3: Yeah, I think that that Johnny's younger siblings Get really shortchanged in this episode Because what we see in this episode And here's the basic problem with a lot of these PSA things Is that because Johnny is doing drugs And selling drugs on the side too He gets to hang out with Rambo for a couple hours And go on a cool fun adventure You know, and it's always like (laughs) It's always like because you've started smoking weed You get to hang out with Bugs Bunny And like go on a crazy trip through your mind Or like hang out with the Smurfs or who gives a fuck and it's like, I think yeah. that, that would probably incentivize kids to get on drugs if they think that they're going to get to hang out with Rambo if they do it enough.
4: Yeah. Uh, I just like looked up a plot synopsis of the episode again to see if it does mention that. It doesn't. But I forgot how dead Rambo's eyes look in this. Like, there's so many close-ups of his, of his face, and his eyes aren't straight. Like, as in, they've accidentally made his eyes, like, uneven, and it's just, like, real, like, intense to look at for too long.
3: Right. Well, I think that they were probably just too busy drawing his, his rippling biceps in the dramatic scenes in this show to really care about the way his face looks or the way the rest of the animation is. <laughs> They're just busy making him very vascular.
4: Yeah, so you would have seen like a lot, like through doing this show, you would have seen so many cartoons at this point. The running animations of the teenagers in this look so wrong. Oh, absolutely. How does this rank like animation-wise to like some of the worst stuff you've seen or is this just like very middle of the road?
3: Um, this show was not hard to look at. That was the thing. Like, it was not, it was not the worst animation I've ever seen. I can't really visualize it in my mind. So it obviously wasn't spectacular. It was a Ruby and Spears production. (laughs) But whenever it comes to those, those, that company, like, they always made some weird shit. Like, Turbo Teen, if you ever watch that, it's about a boy, a teenager who turns into a car when he gets warm. And there's <laughs> <laughs> the the transformation scene from that show was really iconic, and that's what everybody knows it for. There's nothing really like that in this where you're like, oh man, the the scene where Rambo shoots his bow or whatever like there's nothing like that in the show, yeah,, uh. but it didn't look atrocious. I mean, a few weeks ago, I watched Bigfoot with uh, with Zoe, and it was a fucking travesty, so. Yeah, I thought that might have been the
4: case, but I just thought I'd double check. Because, yeah, I haven't seen any, like, animations like this since I was a kid. And, I look, I cannot stress enough that if I had have seen Rambo when I was, like, 10, I would have been like, I love this show. I need all the toys. I love Rambo. I want to watch the Rambo movies.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I get that feeling sometimes when I watch something on the show where I'm like, I wish I would have watched a lot of Rubik the Amazing Cube as a kid. Because that show's fucking sick. <laughs> like... I just kind of wanted my mind to be more warped and poisoned by animation as a kid.
4: Yeah, like I had like RoboCop toys and like I'm pretty sure I had a Terminator toy and stuff like that as well, but no Rambo stuff. My parents really let me down on that front, hey?
3: Yeah, I mean, most of my toys were from like Batman and Robin and Phantom Menace, so I was a dumb fucking kid, I guess. Um, I love the Phantom Menace. as well.
1: It's
3: a great movie. Let's do this real quick. Let's do a segment that we haven't done on the show in a little while called The Licensed Animated Adventures.
1: One little bit Of your life
3: what little bit Would that be and There's gonna be a little theme song there That describes what that is So Licensed Animated Adventures We are going to Come up with what we think Would be the best Kids animated series Based off of This time an R-rated action movie hmm. So preferably from the 80s From the era But you know we have like RoboCop We have Rambo What do you think Would have made a really great Kids animated show? <sighs> You know
4: what? And this one will have to be one that will absolutely ignore what happens at the end of the film. Mm -hmm. Like animated kids shows often do just ignore certain parts of continuity. And this also doesn't fit the 80s vibe because it came out in 1990. But I think the children would have absolutely gone fucking nuts for a Total Recall animated series. Set it as just, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character having, like, adventures on Mars and seeing aliens and stuff. It would be, like, a weird mix of, like, the Men in Black cartoon and what we just watched with, like, Rambo.
3: I mean, that would have been an interesting one because, like, we had kind of talked about before, like, you can't really get somebody to do an, an Arnold impersonation and you're not going to get Arnold to do yeah. it. So, like, what, what would it be like? Would they, like, Americanize him or would they get another Austrian actor to come in and do it?
4: Well, I think that uh, based on trends and stuff that we've seen in animated series and stuff, I feel like that it would, you know, what bring in the guy who does R- uh, Rambo's voice, make it a Sylvester Stallone kind of sounding guy. Oh, sure thing. But yeah, just like because I remember seeing parts of that movie when I was a kid and just like being like, holy shit. Kind of the same thing you get with like uh, the fifth element where it's like sci-fi. There's some scenes that have like aliens and stuff like that where you're like, whoa. But then a lot of it's just like regular guys. But the idea that it was on Mars, I was also like, oh man, there's so much going on. Space rules. Mm-hmm. There's like enough sci-fi dumb stuff in that movie that you could make an animated series where it's like adventures of the week. Right. Right. And also I think it would make a great cartoon because you'd have to literally ignore the like the reason why it's called total recall. Uh-huh. And I really like the idea of that.
3: Well, no, what what it would be I think would be that every week he goes into the total recall place and they give him like a new adventure to do. They're like, "All right, John or whatever his name was like John Smith or something in that movie. <laughs> They're like, you're an American." He's like, "I oh, know." And they would send him into like this time <laughs> you're going to be like a rock star in the 1800s. He's going to be like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> You know what? That's that's perfect. It's like a mix between like
4: Quantum Leap and Total Recall.
3: Right. Absolutely. Breaking the 80s thing again, I think 1999, The Matrix, and I know that there is an Animatrix, but I think it was a little bit too close to the source material. Yeah. I think The Matrix made for in like 10 to 12 audience would be really great. Actually, yeah, that that would roll. Yeah. It's just like every week they go inside the Matrix, they go on some new mission and they get, you know, they either thwart or get thwarted by the agents who are always like shaking their fists at the sky and saying like, I'll get you next time, Neo. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun time.
4: And again, it would be the perfect series where you just ignore the ending of the film. Like Neo's never died. They've never fully broken out of the Matrix. They just keep going in and out and that's good.
3: Right, exactly, yeah. And like, Instead of going around and just murdering people like nonplussedly inside the matrix, even though those are all like simulations, you know, instead of doing that, they just go around and beat them up.
4: Well, there'd just be a lot of like slow motion kung fu, I feel.
3: Yeah, but slow motion sounds like it'd be a little expensive. I think it'd be more just like a lot of recycled animation of them punching at the agents or whatever.
4: Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what you would probably get? Like the iconic shot of Trinity doing that, like, jump up kick in slow motion. It would just be that one thing that they've animated heaps, and she would do that every episode.
3: Right, exactly.
4: And yeah, you'd probably get Neo doing bullet time a bunch as well.
3: And Morpheus would be, like, comedic relief for some reason. He would not be, like, a serious character at all. He would just. Or his role would be very similar to,
4: like, uh, if you've seen, like, Evangelion, the head of that. Thing, it's just a guy with glasses that's sitting in a chair and he barely moves like throughout the series of like 26 episodes he's mostly just sitting in the chair looking through his glasses and will occasionally be talking about the events that's what's going on and I feel like Morpheus could absolutely do that like never really leaves Nebuchadnezzar it's always Trinity and Neo Oh, sure. and then he'll just be sitting in like a chair with just like his like little glasses like being like hmm right. yes and then
3: like episode 15 suddenly somebody breaks onto Nebuchadnezzar and it has to be him like finally duking it out with them and it's like really badass moment. You're like, oh, wow. He's just been sitting in that chair this whole time. He he really knew how to do it.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: oh, yeah, that's perfect. Oh, you, you know what it would be is that it's not really about Neo and Trinity, though. Like, there is a new recruit that they sort of have to train, and that's supposed to be the audience surrogate. That's just like this little shithead that's just too happy to be there. And you're like, didn't you just, like, get told your entire reality was a lie? And he's like, I'm just having fun. <laughs> Oh,
4: yeah. Well, you could do the classic cartoon thing of, like, have the new recruit be, like, a 12-year-old. Oh,
3: my God.
4: Because, <laughs> like, it, happen- it even happens in this with Johnny. Like, uh, like he's way too young to be involved in all of the stuff that Rambo is doing. But, hey, in this The Matrix uh, animated series that we've just created, have, yeah, like, a 12-year-old come in and, yeah, they just treat him like he's one of the gang.
3: Yeah, that would be absolutely fucking great. Well, hey, Phantom Menace does it as well. Oh God! Oh, Phantom Menace, the animated series. You know, we got the Clone Wars. Hey. Why not? This is very Jar Jar heavy and young Anakin. Jar Jar and young Anakin adventures, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like ghost Qui Gon is hanging out too, and Darth Maul kind of like shows up every once in a while just to like look menacing and then run away. <laughs> It'd be a great time.
4: Changing Darth Maul into like kind of like what uh, General Warhawk is in this is also super, super good. Like, he's constantly just like,
3: I'll fortune you one day. Right, right. And he talks way too much, and you're like, You shouldn't really talk at all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever.
4: Oh, uh, man. That rules. Cause like to imagine Jar Jar Binks is like one of like Darth Maul's like most pesky nemesis. He's like, Ah.
3: Right, exactly. Every week, like. Darth Maul is about to take it. And then like Jar Jar just throws a fucking slimy little frog on the ground or whatever. He slips on it. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this week. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for having me, Mio. Um, where can people find you online? Yeah. So if you want to hear more podcasts with me in it,
4: uh, just head to Sans Spencer Radio. Same place that you would find Cynical Cartoons. Uh, I'm Unplumbing the Death Star. That's probably the big one. And on social media, you can find me at douche13, which is D-U-S-C-H-1-3.
3: Yeah, it's wild that you haven't been on this show, because I feel like I've been, like, buds with people at Sand's Pants for the last, like, five-ish years, and we didn't even follow each other on Twitter, so that seems intentional. <laughs> I don't know on your part or mine. It's fucked up. Yeah,
4: hey, the company tried to keep us apart, but
3: <laughs> the power of Our Rambo love brought strong. us together. Oh, okay, Rambo, yeah, do that. Yeah, that's what I meant to say.
4: Rambo and love.
3: And I'm on Twitter at stoptweetingmia. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Cynical Cartoons. As always, I'm Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk.
2: And look at the low prices on wonderful toys at Toys R Us. Rambo figures from Coleco equipped with action weapons and accessories, only eight sixty-eight each. And the Rambo Skyfire Assault Copter with mechanical trigger and missiles, only
1: twenty-three eighty-seven. It's the world's biggest Toys R Us.